0: Building and feeling no fail. Feel. Surrounded by Nursey, you know that it's real. RPG flow, so one coming for blood. Will the two swords, tiger, blade up a cut. Yo, they calling me the chosen, like, whoa, bro. Protagonist flow, wild dope, just know. Not skipping any side quests, no, if you slow. Get it on my party right now, I fly like a reorg. Taking off on this journey, and I'm drawn. Not expert OP, so you know that I'm strong. Except this going skills, have these enemies gone.
1: Hey everybody, this is Gino Boost from GameMusicForAll.com and you're listening to another episode of the Subcon Video Game Hip Hop Podcast. The only podcast that bumps video game inspired hip hop music. And to kick things off, we heard the latest by Felonius Funk from his album Funko Land. This was the opening track featuring Frivolous Shara, called Welcome to Funko Land. This album came out back in April. Uh, Nerdcore producer Felonious Funk dropped a mixtape full of rappers over a ton of his video game inspired beats. All in dedication to the now defunct Funko Land, where people used to purchase video games physically from. And this album helped me discover Frivolous Shara, who I discovered via this song, and is also dope. I expect to hear me play some of her tracks from her 2015 EP in the future, unless she suddenly drops a new album in between this recording and the recording of a future episode. Anyway... Uh, for links to all of that great stuff, uh, be sure to check the show notes over at GameMusicForAll.com subcon. Uh, over there, you'll find links to all of the music I'm playing on today's episode, including that awesome intro. So we have a huge episode this week. Not only am I talking about uh, video games and hip-hop, I am also talking about anime because I'll be reviewing the summer anime season that just passed. Well, I'll be reviewing the anime that I actually watched this past summer anime season. But I will also be reviewing books. Books. You know, books. They're like the complete opposite of podcasts. But I'll be talking about both Chris Kohler's Power Up as well as Norm MacDonald's first newest and latest book. Uh, Based on a true story, a memoir by Norm MacDonald. So let's start by talking about the summer anime season. Uh, These past 12 weeks of summer had me watching three and a half different anime series. I say half because one series I just literally gave up on. I mean, the only reason I was on board is... Alright, I make bad decisions in the shows I watch, but... One thing problem I have is if an anime makes so little sense or just seems odd enough that you want to stick in there, and the next thing you know, you've watched six episodes and it's a 12 uh, episode series, so, you know, you'll hang in for eight episodes, ten episodes. We'll start with the worst one, the one I'm specifically talking about that I gave up on, Uh, is Taboo Tattoo. Um, It started out as your basic anime. Somehow, a kid gains magical powers and is able to fight for justice and stop evil. And there was some blood in it. So, you know, that's got my attention through the first two episodes. Um, It turns out there's a big war between Japan and America but it's not a real war, it's like a covert war to find these magic uh, tattoos that give people power, and uh, from there, it just really went off the rails, I mean I watched the first episode then like the fourth, through the tenth, and then I just gave up, I just couldn't, like nothing seemed to add up it was an incredibly violent anime but it was pathetically violent like the violence was all that this anime had going for it so yeah it was violent but you're kind of just saying they like oh that guy got his arm chopped off oh that person was chopped in half but they're still alive um all right but who are these people and i don't care who's getting chopped in half um, so let's go over who these people are. There's the guy. He's the main character. He's a guy who somehow gets one of these magical tattoos, which gives him magic powers. And it also turns out that his magic tattoo is the chosen magic tattoo. So not only is he chosen, but he's like the most super chosen guy by virtue of accidentally getting a tattoo like some kind of drunk. And he wasn't even drunk. He's like not even good at doing that. Anyway, then there's the one armed girl, while well, she, uh, um, spoiler, I guess, because she doesn't start with, well, she starts with both arms, but she loses her arm. Like, whoa, man, I didn't see that coming. She's basically the character that guides the guy into this world of tattoos and government espionage or whatever the hell is going on and has to train him to use his tattoo And then, the guy also has a best friend girl, and this girl has been best friends with the guy their entire lives, and has always watched out for each other, and which basically means, in this anime, not saying this is a thing that friends do, but because this anime is full of nothing but terrible tropes, the girl just constantly nags this guy, and she's supposed to be the voice of reason, because nothing in this show makes sense. That means she has to about everything and the one time she does have a good idea it gets her literally killed so uh that didn't work out so good for her but then it turns out she might actually be alive but then they just beat the crap out of her anyway so and then like i said i didn't finish watching it because i wasn't absolutely unintrigued at all to find out whether these characters lived or died or succeeded at whatever it is that their goal was because okay they're trying to collect these tattoos but there's also some crazy woman who's collecting all the tattoos to like become sort sort of god on earth and well you know it's all the, the whole shtick they're just gonna they're gonna take over the world with magic and they gotta stop them and uh, did they mm, probably I don't care. Oh, but then there was also a cool guy in the anime. And the cool guy, like, he always has sunglasses on and a trench coat. No matter... Even though most of the fights take place at night. Uh, but then it turns out the cool guy gives all his cool guy powers to the to the main guy. So not only is the main guy the super ultra chosen one, but he also gets to be the new cool guy also. So, like, he doesn't even have to be lame because he's the has to bear the burden of the chosen one with his magic tattoo. All right, we're done with this. Let's move on to something that makes me happier. Dragon Ball Super. Call me a fool if you must, but I've stuck it out all the way up into these upper episodes. I think we're around episode 60 or so by now. Well, the number one thing is all the fights are breaking out now, aka the show is getting good. People are shooting laser beams and powering up and charging up and shooting laser blasts. And turning yellow and blue and red. It's that's pretty sweet, I tells you. And not just red, but rose. Um, because there's a fake Super Saiyan. Basically, a dude in a Super Saiyan body. And he's harnessed all of the Super Saiyan power to level up even higher than a blue, or a pink, or a yellow, or a really long-haired yellow, Uh, all the way up into rose color, yeah, rose, rose, I think I would call it rose also, good call, people who decide on the colors of Super Saiyans, so that's going on, and then also, something I didn't even know I wanted, Kid Trunks fights Future Trunks, and Kid Trunks just punches Future Trunks' punk future ass in the face. And, oh, that was pretty sweet. And that reveals all the crazy stuff about time travel. Uh, basically, Future Trunks came back to the past from the future. Hence his name, Future Trunks. And then he grabbed Goku and Vegeta. They went back to the future. And then they came back to the back... And then back to the, then went to the future. Um, but then they came back to the back to the past again, and um, when I think every time they do that, they create an alternate timeline. Also, so ain't that something? Like I explained on a past anime season review, there's alternate uh, universes. There's twelve universes. And they're all ruled by the king of everything. Um, But also, thanks to time travel, uh, different uh, universes can also create different time streams. So now uh, we're dealing with both time streams and universes. And does breaking a time stream only cause... That specific universe to split in time, or does it have an effect on all the universes? So, they spent like a whole episode trying to explain all this to me, but you can't explain time travel, it's never gonna make sense. Like, as soon as the time travel happens, there's immediately a paradox, and every time someone tries to explain all the paradoxes, they just create more. And ah, oh boy, that's why the best reaction to this entire kerfuffle is Beerus who decides to just go home and wait it out because as soon as time travel gets going I don't want to be anywhere near time travel. That's all I know. Now let's talk about what might be one of the most popular animes of the past summer season. We've got to talk about Mob Psycho 100. Um, At first Like, well, because look at the name. I had no idea what to expect with a name like that. But after I read some comments on it and heard it was by the creator of One Punch Man, I had definitely had to give it a chance. And being made by the creator of One Punch Man, this series had a lot of weight on its shoulders to carry. But I definitely think it succeeded. It's not trying to tell anything like the same story as one punch man so they're really hard to compare i'm actually getting some mother 3 vibes from mob psycho 100 Uh, especially a lot of the interaction between uh the main character mob and his brother ritsu um i'll keep this one short because i don't want to give a whole lot away because it's a really fun 12 episodes to sit through and now that it's over. All you fans of binge-watching things can just get it over with in a night or two. And you will be glad you did because it's incredibly epic, colorful, somewhat heart-wrenching fun. The final anime I want to talk about that I watched this past season is The Disastrous Life of Psyche k Uh, Instead of a 12-episode anime, this anime was 80 episodes. Fortunately, for time's sake, all 80 episodes averaged about 4 minutes each. This is another anime about a youth with psychic powers that are sometimes beyond their control. But this one is a much more comedic tone. No big giant stories are being told here. It's about a character, Psyche-K, just trying to live... An inconspicuous life through high school. Unfortunately, for the types of characters in anime who just want to live a normal life, they are surrounded by complete oddballs. Uh, this includes his friend Nendo, the only person on Earth whose mind can't be read by Psyche K. Then there's Kaido, a young man who believes that there is a giant underground conspiracy that he is the only one that could uncover. And then there's Teruhashi, the self described perfect girl who has made it her mission to impress Saiki Kei. Um, it's hard to explain this anime. Um, if you're a just an avid anime watcher, you should definitely check this one out. I guess it would be a comedic slice of life anime if slices of life had psychic powers, which I guess sometimes they do. It is anime, so if that sounds like an anime you would enjoy, um, give it a try, and hopefully you're willing to click through uh, 80 different individual videos to see the whole series, because if you're trying to do it all in one sitting, that sounds like kind of a hassle. Good luck. Alright, all that talk about anime is making my throat hoarse, so uh, let's get into the next track. This is... Of course, by Sky Blue from his album, Sky Blue, The Cowardly Boy. So Sky Blue has a -a one-of-a-kind style in the nerdcore scene, it seems like. Uh, He's always uplifting, positive, and just catchy as hell. Most importantly, uh, I can have Sky Blue rhymes and hooks bumping in my head all day. And this specific track was the one that was bumping the most. This is off his latest album, which comes via Mega Ran Music, which is Random's net label. Which you find this album, all of Mega Ran's albums, tons of other great stuff. Uh, just be sure to check out the show notes over on GameMusicForAll.com/subcon. Be sure to click through the link for this album and grab over a dozen awesome sky blue rhymes for eight bucks. This is Sky Blue Meets Bigfoot, produced by Inglewood.
0: One step closer to saying I'm done I said I'm almost there I was starting to run from who I meant to become Feeling like I ain't ready The dreams burning in my face Why I couldn't see pretty? And life got the machete like Jason is chasing me When I get zooms, this is a race to me Maybe I set myself up Made music you can feel Let me track was building shoes I couldn't possibly feel While my soul still hasn't fully healed Jumping hurdles, they stopping to watch the Time to kill for real Hear you close to a breakthrough, heaven's watching you. Shouldn't care what they rate you promise I do. I know that I shouldn't. I'm working on it. Never wanna hear myself say that I couldn't. But every time I make a little progress, something comes up. you gonna handle the, the process. Man. One step the head of heartbreak One step the head of misery. One step is all I have. When I was little, I just knew I never matched the rest. A different kind of act never really was the best. Sports a little, but my focus always seemed shifted on different media, TV and games were simple It made me happy. Friends didn't feel the same the way my mind worked. Cartoons were the blame. The many movies the sensibilities, thought love was key, and nobody was an enemy, black kids, suburban life, not many friends, you see, because I didn't match him, gave me the third degree, my parents told me to turn the other cheek, called me the n-word, rage was at his feet, too scared to fight, didn't learn it in life, instead of trying to fight, the other option was flight, adding to my problems at the end of the night, got the last match with the These are these are confessions of a black nerd. My life, my life recited in these many words. These are these are confessions of a black nerd. My life, my life recited in these many words. These are these are confessions of a black nerd. My life, my life recited in these many words. These are these are confessions of a black nerd.
1: My life, my life recited in these many words. Welcome back. Uh, we're coming back with some more great new music, this time by Tech Force from his recently released Server Crash Part 1. You just heard Confessions of a Black Nerd featuring IQ. Um, I love this track, a lot of tracks like this. I love hearing uh, a lot of these uh, rappers and artists' backstories. And this one sounds like it's Tech Force's backstory where he gets down to some real nerd talk talking about growing up playing video games how sometimes it made you a bit of an outcast yeah i think it i think we've all been there so it's great to hear his perspective on the track this is another album you could grab for only eight bucks and it's 10 tracks of tech force's latest and Hopefully, if enough people grab the album, I think A Server Crash Part 2 is clearly implied. And go download that album yourself right now by going over to the show notes. Uh, once again, the show notes over at gamemusicforall.com subcon. So, we already talked about anime. Uh, we always talk about video games and hip-hop. But now we're going to talk about some books. Just recently Chris Kohler re-released his book Power Up, which originally came out in 2004. I believe I ran across the book myself back in 2005, uh, found wedged between some old video game guides at some chain bookstore in a mall. I'm glad I found that slightly tattered uh, copy because I'm a big fan of video game history books. And it turns out that Chris Kohler made the video game history book of my generation. Um, I have read a lot of other great books like uh, Game Over, The History of Nintendo, and then of course The Ultimate History of Video Games, uh, which is a nice gigantic thick book that gives just an incredible documentary of video game history and tons of different video game companies. Uh, What's amazing about Power Up by Chris Kohler is that he talks about a lot of things that might not get covered when you're trying to look at video game history from a huge high up perspective. Each chapter in Power Up is written more like a standalone essay which gives him the chance to highlight specifically incredible and interesting stories. Of the production of a variety of video games in Japan. Not only does he look at the huge games like Mario and Pokemon, but he looks at uh, more niche games. Uh, probably most influential on me, of course, was his chapter called Game Music? Music Games, uh, which is a whole chapter about the history of video game uh, music. We also get a great history lesson of early rhythm games like Parappa the Rapper and Gitaru Man. You can just open it up to any chapter and read and reread just fascinating stories about moments in video game history. And you can also get an idea of how the greatest game moments have emanated from Japan. So make sure you go buy the book. And there's another book I want to talk about. This one is much different from... Chris Kohler, but is just as influential on me, just the same. This is Norm MacDonald's first and latest and newest uh, book. This is based on a true story, a memoir by Norm MacDonald. It's a novel, even though it says a memoir, by my favorite comedian, Norm MacDonald. It is incredibly funny, yet incessantly poignant. Sometimes Norm speaks straight to the soul, even though all you want is a few yucks it plays games with the heart to such a degree uh, that it honestly makes it a riveting and sometimes intense novel uh, but somehow still packs in as many jokes as a stand-up routine and since this is Norm MacDonald we're talking about it's a gut-bustingly hilarious stand-up routine uh, Norm's mandarin style and perfect choice of words and timing sticks out through the entire book um, it has Norm's voice through and through, which is something you always got to worry about when you expect uh, folks to have ghost writers or at least a bunch of help. And uh, he said he did have a lot of help, but he had some great help because this is a great book. I definitely recommend it if you need something that will make your life much less miserable and just give you a reason to live at least until the end of the book but i heard norm might be writing another book so hang in there and get the book and then you can get the ebook i bought the ebook and most definitely get the audiobook because it's read by norm macdonald himself it's like getting a very very long very very quiet stand up set from norm Macdonald himself all right and uh i just wanted to throw a quick aside that uh marcus and rome it looks like they're now defunct they're dissolved well no wait uh their page says they are now discontinued um i pretty much played all their tracks from their one and apparently only album rated d for dope so, unfortunately, I can't celebrate the end with the track. It's the end of a very, very short era, and I'm glad my podcast and Marcus in Rome existed during the same moment in time. Best of luck to the both of them in their future endeavors. I hope to hear more from them in the future, uh, whether VGM or not. But let's talk about one more thing before we finally end the podcast today. Soon it will be the 10 year anniversary of the Nintendo Wii console. That's a console I stood in line overnight for, like a crazy person who does that. But it was worth it in the end, because I still have that exact same Wii console sitting beneath my TV right now. And it is possibly my third favorite console. Alright, maybe it's my fourth favorite console. But it's still a pretty damn good console, turns out placing it that high beats out every iteration of the PlayStation in my top console list. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. The Wii had a huge variety of different games of so many different kinds of genres. Some of them were even one of a kind genres that only existed on the Wii. I could rattle off a big old list of all the Wii games that I really loved and enjoyed. But, um, just imagine I said the ones you like, and yeah, I love them too. See, that's way easier. Also be sure to check out my YouTube page at youtube.com slash game music for all. On November 18th, I'll be dropping a new video, which will be my list of top five favorite Nintendo Wii soundtracks of all time. Now let's get into the background music on this week's episode. Things kicked off with music by B-Nap, a remix of Chrono Trigger, known as G&J, from his album Breakbeats and Video Games. After that, we heard a track called Avanzada Yermo del Piduco by Barge, from the album La Fantastica Dystopia del Hombre Pez. As always, you can check the show notes to find links to all of this fantastic music. After that, we heard Super Mario Elevator Music by VGO, and that stands for Video Game Orchestra. And then we heard music by Natsu Fuji. This one is called Prepare Yourself For, from the album Outer Space. And to close out the first break, we heard Two Tracks from Turning Point 5's latest album, The Collection, which is a collection with a K album full of KK Slider remixes from the Animal Crossing series. The two tracks we heard were KK D and B and KK House. And during this break, we heard the LGX remix Fairy Fountain which is from the Legend of Zelda mixtape, *Leyenda de Verde. After that, we heard Aqua the Abstract collaborating with Emeralds on their track, The Garden. And to close out this break, we're hearing some new music by Rukunetsu. This is from his Shenmue-inspired Shenwave mini-mix album, and this track is Alpha Wave Office. And to close out the show this week... We'll be hearing the ending theme to Legend of the Mystical Ninja, known as All's Well That Ends Well. A game composed by Kazuhiko Uhara and Harumi Uko. But before we get into that, look for the game Mad World on my Top 5 Wii Soundtracks video, which I mentioned earlier. And I mentioned that again because... That game has the best hip-hop soundtrack ever. Thank you, Platinum Games, and thank you, the Wii Console, for letting weird-ass games like Mad World come out on your system. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Subcon Podcast. This final track is from the Mad World soundtrack, and it's by SickYG with his track Ain't That Funny.
0: Your respect, I just slaughtered Don't be bothered. watch where you step It might be hot water, you oughta Pay me now, cause right now It's about to go down
1: Thanks for listening to the Subcon Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to me at patreon.com slash genoboost. Find song links and show notes at gamemusicforall.com slash subcon. Follow me on Twitter at Genoboost and Instagram at RetroBitsLA. And of course, you can find the latest video game-based albums at gamemusicforall.com. You're now leaving subcon.